Welcome back to the Master of None podcast, where we go 365 days, bringing you a podcast every single day. Nothing is off the table. The intention of this podcast is to master the short form podcast, as well as informing, as well as entertaining. So sit back, relax, and listen, and enjoy the show. Charlie Javis is back in the news. Well, I did a podcast on her not too long ago, maybe back in, I would say, late January, getting into her case, talking a little bit about it. And if you haven't heard that podcast, I can go ahead and give you a little a refresher and then kind of get into what's new within the case. So Charlie Jobbers was the woman who was um, the founder of Frank back in 2017. This was kind of a site that was kind of giving um, college students the opportunity to streamline the approach for how they um, submitted funding document for the Pell Grant, I think, or different documents like that. And essentially, she said she could streamline it from eight hours to quicker than that. So as a result of it, you know, it was considered to be a successfully growing um, startup. So from that point, you know, it seemed like she was growing a lot. She was getting a lot of attention. And she got to a point to where she was offered to be bought by J.P. Morgan Chase. There was this time within J.P. Morgan Chase that they were buying up a lot of companies, and they weren't really doing their due diligence. They had a lot of capital, a lot of liquidity, so they were buying up a lot of companies and kind of this transaction approach to maybe potentially find the next startup. As a result of it, they approached her, and what they did is they had a communication, and they talked with Frank about purchasing and one of the things about it was being able to purchase emails. So whenever you get into a situation where you can purchase emails, it's kind of like the new, I don't want to say like money, but whenever you have contacts and emails, it kind of offers a unique opportunity for companies to do direct marketing. Well, within this company, what Charlie Jarvis indicated is she had about 4 million emails and participants that took place in Frank. And back in that original episode in January, I kind of go into it. I have a recording of her talking, breaking down, and actually talking about these 4 million emails. Now, what's so interesting about these emails is they really never happened. What happened is she paid a data scientist like $100,000 to fabricate these emails. And, you know, she used it as a leverage point for J.P. Morgan Chase. And from there, they actually would end up purchasing Frank. Now... What's really weird is she actually was offered a job from J.P. Morgan Chase where she was a president of the education department that kind of focused on this type of transactional software. Well, apparently they determined that, you know, there was some type of um, fabrication because they actually found that information in her frank email, emailing the data scientist, and they didn't really do any diligence on this company until a year or two after purchasing. So as a result of being purchased for $175 million, they found that there was kind of this weird, bizarre um, scheme where she was actually fabricating and indicating that there was a purchase fraud with the company and they weren't, she wasn't projecting the true integrity of the company. Well, there's some movement this week within the case and we're kind of looking at it from the standpoint that the 31-year-old woman accused of divisive J.D. Deceiving J.P. Morgan Chase was released on $2 million bond last Tuesday after she was arrested for fraud charges for 
drastically inflating the, inflating the numbers of our customers and before selling it to the financial giant. So what's so crazy is the simple fact, in my opinion, that her bond was at $2 million. I mean, that is pretty insane considering what happened and the fact that JP Morgan Chase didn't even investigate the email. So this case is going to be really, really interesting to see how it plays out. But whenever you look at what the DOJ is saying, is that saying that, that the United States Attorney for the Southern District, the DOJ said that Jarvis was engaged in a brazen scheme to defraud JP Morgan case in the course of $170 million for the acquisition deal. She lied directly to JP Morgan to chase and fabricated the data to support those lies and all in order to make over a hundred forty I'm sorry, make over forty five million for selling her company. The arrest should be warned. Um, entrepreneurs who lie and advance their business lie to catch up to them. And this offer will hold them accountable for putting their greed above the law. Yikes. So that was the US attorney um Damon Williams. So when I read that, it really seems like the DOJ is coming after her pretty hard. Now, whenever you look at the site for the DOJ, they do call out the fact that Javis appeared on Forbes 2019 30 under 30 list that stood out to gain over 45 from the fraud. So whenever I read this, the actual release of what she's going to be tried for, it sounds a little bit personal. Like, you know, there's been a lot of situations. I've done another podcast you can go back and listen to on all of the 30 for 30 people who've been actually been tried for cases and who are part of the, the prison um, pipeline, if you will. So, so I was wrong about one thing. It's actually um, dealing with the FASA, not fraud. So whenever you look at it, um, in around 2021, Jarvis began to purchase, began to pursue the sale of Frank as a large financial and so when in incentive, two major banks, one of them GP, J.P. Morgan, Chase expressed interest and begin the acquisition pro process for Frank. Jarvis represented those banks, and Frank had about 4.23 million in customer users um, from both banks. So there you can kind of see that, in fact, she only had less than 300,000. Um, so it's a big discrepancy, and it talks about the data science and everything I've already covered within the podcast um, and go back and listening to it. So what's interesting about this case? Well, whenever you're reading this, you can uh, start to identify that there is a lot of things being created as a result to really put her in prison. And the fact that there's $2 million bond, and like it's kind of, it's kind of having to do a lot with what they tried um, Thanos on for Elizabeth Holm, the one who created the who's in prison now for creating the company that could potentially read different blood systems and that was fake as well so i think probably from this case the doj is going to make an example and they're going to start looking at these people who um have kind of created a similar situation and gone to create these companies and they're in fact been lying because next we have the fact of what happened with sam bankman freed dealing with his company and him saying that he misplaced $50 million appropriated and went from there. And the DOJ isn't liking that either. So whenever you look at these documents, it just seems like there's probably something happening where they're really wanting to go after him for kind of creating these false um, companies and then trying to sell them and go from there. But 
Charlie Jarvis right now, she is having some issues with extradition because she is a dual citizen. So as a result of her having French citizenship, there's some things going on legally um, as a result of it. And really updating the simple fact that she is, in fact, being tried for what she has done. But she's limited from travel from New York City to South Florida. She has a curfew and she's under, you know, she's under people are observing her, making sure she doesn't do anything illegal um she could face decades in prison if convicted so you know 10 to 20 years um the arrest could you know was a shocking downfall as a dual u.s citizen so we'll see what happens with her case and if they are going to create a situation where she does get put away for multiple decades you know it's just for me it's a really really crazy case and the fact that you know she's still walking around and doing what she needs to do is also interesting but two million dollars bond is no little penny um so essentially when you do the recap that is that is what she's going through and it's so crazy that the majority of the largest defrauders um are all part of this forbes um, prison jail line that i talked about before but in my ultimate opinion i do think there needs to be a little accountability for the fact that there's this kind of money but it's also crazy that jp morgan chase took so long to do their diligence on their end so I'm not a lawyer at all, but I'm just going to throw this out here. If I was really trying to create some type of case to get her off of jail time, I probably might focus on a few things. Now, I am just spitballing here because I'm trying to make the 15-minute time cap that I try to hit every day. But if I was trying to spitball here, I'd really focus on the fact that, you know, the conversations that took place, we do know she fabricated the emails, right? But we also know the fact that J.P. Morgan Chase didn't investigate the company whenever they were purchasing it. So I would have to look back at the original acquisition and transition aspect and determine if, in fact, they didn't do their due diligence. And if there's anything there, more than likely there will not be. But I think as we look at this case, um, I think it's just a really interesting one because there's never been one quite like it based on the simple fact of emails. So purchasing a company on emails really shows how vital they are you know and if like that's the example if you're a content creator getting those emails are really really important because you can potentially build such a large business off of it that's getting you off that line of um, just doing online marketing and just doing direct content marketing and that's what really drew JP Morgan Chase into the company more than anything it had really nothing to do with the software as much as what it was so I don't know do with that with you will but essentially moving forward that is that is what's happening um this isn't as long as my normal podcast because i kind of just want to give you guys an update from it because that podcast has done really really well and it's had hundreds of downloads so you know follow up this is it and uh, we'll get back to you tomorrow